0: If you have never corralled a large group of young children, I can tell you it's not an easy task. When I taught pre-K before I went to seminary, I would often need to get the attention of three dozen or more four- and five-year-olds. And the best way I knew how was to get suddenly excited and engage them in asking them if they knew the story of my three friends who live in California. I would slowly let the story unfold, and though the main parts of the story remain the same, I would change just enough details about the three little pigs, like they were my friends who live in California, to keep their attention. I wove a tapestry of familiar and unfamiliar while they sat enraptured by the story. All that really mattered to keep their attention was that I had the big, important parts of the story In my retelling. Our lesson from the gospel according to Mark today doesn't really do that. Even though it's the same lesson that can always be read in Mark chapter 6, if you notice in your bulletin there's your lectionary skips a set of verses and the words around that Deacon Kelly read might sound familiar but it's the words that are left out that are probably the words to a story you have known your whole life. In between, Jesus inviting the disciples to come away and rest the feeding of the 5,000. Now, there's all sorts of reasons that the creators of the lectionary cycle made the choices they made. But when it comes to today's text, I have to wonder if they meant to leave out the important part. The feeding of the 5,000 is undoubtedly one of Christ's greatest miracles. And in typical fashion, <clears throat> it's not just miraculous, it's also comforting and empowering and an example of Christ's compassion. One of the commentaries that I listened to this week even insisted that to preach this gospel, you would need to expand it and include the feeding of the 5,000 that it just wouldn't make sense without it. Why would we hear about Christ's invitation to rest and abundance of God's healing rather than one of the greatest miracles ever told? It's also particularly interesting to me in a sort of Bible nerd kind of way that in the gospel account that moves the quickest, Mark is always going so fast. He can cover whole swaths of time by simply saying, Then immediately. It's striking to me that our gospel lesson is not the flashy, perfect story, and it doesn't really even move that quickly. But maybe this is the point. Maybe the point isn't the big important parts of the story. Maybe the invitation of today's gospel is not to have a faith that believes in giant, sweeping, powerful miracles, but is instead a holy and simple invitation to rest and to heal. Imagine a world where God's invitation to rest and to heal is just as powerful and compelling as a miraculous feeding of 5,000 people. I don't think it's really too hard for most of us to imagine that. Because I think if we let ourselves sit with that truth, with the words of Christ saying, come away to a deserted place and rest a while. I think many of us might be moved to tears. In our society, rest is rarely praised and is often viewed as failure. But here we have Christ not commanding his disciples, but inviting them to rest. They had just returned from being sent out to do the grueling work of the gospel with nothing but the clothes on their back and the literal sandals on their feet. And Christ's response isn't, come tell us what great things you did, but instead an invitation to receive God's rest. After this invitation, Christ sees the crowd and has compassion upon them and teaches them, and if you need the important part of the story, the feeding of the 5,000. But after this, the people are so moved by Christ's compassion that they bring the people that they love who are sick. They bring them to Christ to be healed. All around Christ were those in need of healing and to all who touched even the hem on his robe, they were healed. Well, I would agree that the feeding of the 5,000 is a story with more star power I'm grateful that the creators of the lectionary and their choosing to give us the unimportant parts of the story, I'm grateful this morning to hear God's invitation to healing and to rest. I'm grateful for this invitation because maybe it means I'm not alone in my need for healing and rest. I'm grateful because maybe it means you aren't alone in your need for healing and rest either. Perhaps the creators of the lectionary have truly offered us a great gift that couldn't be more better timed if we tried. As usual, the lectionary tends to come through when we need it. Rest for you might look like time away in a deserted place or closing your eyes and lifting them to the summer sun, or it might even just be to take a few minutes of stillness. I obviously don't know what kind of rest you need, but I can say with a lot of confidence that I literally do not know anyone who is not in need of rest right now. And beloved, it's more than likely that each of us are in need of healing too. Whether it's to put your hand over your heart and to express gratitude for your body as it navigates this world. Or maybe it's the weight of a chronic illness that no one can truly empathize with. Or maybe the kind of healing you need is freedom from a life plagued with fear that can only be healed by God's grace. Rest and healing is what is offered to us today. My prayer this week is not one that we will be challenged to go out and to be an example of Christ, making the most of the short time we have on this earth. Though as Christians, that's always on the table. Instead, my prayer for us this week is that we will take up God's invitation to be like Christ as we accept the deep rest and needed healing that so many of us are in need of. Only you know what sort of rest you and your family need, but I truly believe that it's available to us. And I don't mean that metaphorically or poetically. It's not just preacher blowing smoke. I genuinely believe that when Christ tells his disciples to come away and rest a while, that he would delight in us doing that as well. Take a moment and just imagine Christ delighting in you taking rest and accepting the healing that you need. Delight. I believe that God would delight in the joy of us taking up this invitation. And though it's not maybe the most important part of the gospel story, what we hear today, the invitation of today's gospel lesson, is quite simple. That God's compassion, that God's care, that God's healing are made ready for us. God is inviting them to us to them today, and it's our only job, our only task this week. And trust in God's abundant healing. Amen.